This is Brunch with the Hollowells, and here's a quote from Rob. Is that Stronger by Britney Spears? <laughs> that song was so catchy. It was. I loved it. <laughs> oh my God, we're on. Let me do my quote. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, here it goes. There's always an evil queen. Sometimes she's the head cheerleader. Sometimes she's the fairy tale stepmother. And sometimes she's your sister. Mm. Mm. You're not getting it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that was a quote from Alex Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, God. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Yeah, you're right. I've never watched that. Really? No, that show is actually kind of good. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people who watched it. She's a spitfire. No, she has the best quotes ever. I don't know why it took me this long to even think of doing her. But uh, there was actually three other ones that I wanted to quote her from. But she, no, she's hilarious. The show is good. Too bad we're running out of episodes to quote witches in. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's so you've never watched Wizard of Waverly? No. Oh, it's so good. I, I bet you there are charmies out there who who have seen at least one or two episodes. Rob, I am a grown man. I don't watch kitty stuff. Excuse me. Oh, did I tell you that Anthony and I watched the Care Bears movie the other day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, really? I will totally watch Wizard of Waves. There was a time there was like a huge marathon, and I watched like a good three to four hours of it just in the background. It was actually pretty good, but never really? saw the movie. I never saw the movie, but no, the, the show is funny. I like it. Okay. Anyways, this is Blanche with the Hall of Wells. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. You guys should see, like, Rob's, like, beatboxing when he's saying this. Wicka, wicka. Wicka, wicka. Yeah. Is that, is that the sound of the record? Wicka, sure. Wicka. I guess. I, I don't know. And my name's Sean, and I'm watching Charm for the first time. Yep, yep. <laughs> and as giddy as he sounds, I've already got him. He loves this show. <laughs> yeah you do you know you do <laughs> but before we get to our next episode guys um sean has some stories i do so because rob and i are responsible adults you probably didn't even know this but our last episode we actually recorded what like a week and a half ago now the yeah. last friday of september yeah we got a little hit of schedule because sean been a busy boy if you saw my Insta, I actually went and visited the sisters in San Francisco. Yeah, went to their hometown, yeah. quote, quote. <laughs> I was actually there for Folsom Street Fair. Yes, and you had a good time? I did. We explored the city a lot. It was Chris, Anthony, and I who went, and we got to see Thorgy Thor from RuPaul's Drag Race, and she was hysterical. And I actually saw something at Folsom that I had never seen before and didn't know existed, and it horrified me. What is that? There was a man whose balls were literally the size of potatoes. Oh, really? Apparently, because we met up with this guy who Chris kind of knew from his little circle, and he explained it to me. I guess guys pump their balls full of silicone. 
Yes, I've and heard of this. Apparently, it's not good for you and can make you really sick. Yeah. I had no idea pumping your balls full of stuff could be bad. Well, he wants to be known as something before he dies quicker. So <laughs> he's 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 making a, a name for himself. Maybe he'll be in Guinness Books. Who knows? And I saw another guy with a, what's it called, Prince Albert? Yes. The tip of the penis. Is, mm-hmm. And his girlfriend had a chain through it. She was oh, leading him wow. around by his... Oh, but anybody could easily, like, trip and Thank fall. Thank you. On, oh, my God, because it's really crowded there. So, in case you don't know and you just think we're perverts, which we are, Folsom Street Fair is, a, like, a bondage fetish festival. S&M would S&M. be the simple term. But, okay. yes, um, it is a street fair for the leather community, mm-hmm. but also open to anyone who is proud of their sexuality and also um, any form of, of sexual, like, expression. Yeah. So I'm not into that scene, but I love going because um, I love wearing the gear sometimes, but, at, you know, TMI. But also <laughs> because I, I am proud of my sexual exploration and also just being around other gay people who, you know, just it's, it's, it's a really nice festival in my opinion and you know it's just full of energy and people are happy yes the big focus is sex but it's also again just being yourself and and just experimenting and all that good stuff mm-hmm. i would say you do not have to be remotely in snm at all they have a whole bunch of other stuff there but yes it is very sexual there <laughs> so but i've seen families there i've seen yep. couples with their kids like it, it, it i wouldn't encourage that but it's that type of thing i think you'll be proud that anthony and i went and looked at the full house houses oh nice the painted ladies okay yeah very good we also found a random mini golf thing that the four of us did <laughs> <laughs> no i took you to the full house did you? Actual home, didn't oh, I? Or yes. we didn't get a we chance went, to make it there. When we were going to the Mrs. Doubtfire house, we passed the full house. Gotcha. But we didn't stop there. No. Okay. Yeah, Rob first took me to Folsom last year. It was mine and Chris's first year going. This year, it was just Chris, Anthony, and I. No Rob. Mm, yeah. We didn't I, want Rob. I Yeah, I wasn't invited. <laughs> but um, I had previously been traveling, and I chose not to go this year. I'm definitely going next year, so... Yeah, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> and then this past weekend was Disney Gay Days, which I went on Saturday and had a blast. Yes, I again chose not to go because of financials. You I also just, weren't invited. And I wasn't invited. You actually were to both, but... I was not... Um, I don't have a pass, so yeah. even with discounted, it does not serve me well to go this year. Um I wish that I could have gone though. I I saw a lot of pictures. Tons of celebrities were there this year, and yeah, it would have been fun to go. But next year, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully I'll go next year. All right. One other thing before we get to our episode is I want to announce to everyone, Charmies, if you love our show so much, so much, you want to see it thrive and be bigger and bolder and have all of these new things that can possibly happen to our show with your help, we created a Patreon page. I have been hinting about it on Twitter for the past couple of months. Now it is officially up. Uh, What we want to do is um, give you any kind of um, 
any kind of additional uh, merchandise and like bonus content that we can offer to you, including like stickers and buttons of all kinds. We also have t-shirts, possibly sweaters or hoodies, but we'll also uh, occasionally put out bonus episodes for you and extended episodes or even episodes that come out early. You'll get early access to our episodes so you don't have to wait until Sunday to listen to our next one. Uh, We're gearing up all of this stuff right now, and there'll be more details about it on our Twitter page, BWTH Podcast. And also, I'll mention it somewhere on Instagram. But if you guys want to look it up and check out if any of the tiers fit the support you'd like to give us for our show visit patreon.com slash bwth podcast if you go on there and sign up for three dollars or more you will have access to our very first bonus episode which is a recap and discussion of the gray's anatomy (gasps) episode where Piper and Phoebe, a.k.a. Holly Marie Combs and Alyssa Milano, guest starred for an episode. Sean and I decided to watch this specific episode, and we are going to recap it as best we can, even though none of us have watched the show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So if you want to hear our thoughts on that specific episode, patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, at least $3 down for a month, and you'll have access to that bonus episode, and we will have more coming through as time goes on. Rob, everybody's dying to know who won which switch. Oh, yes. Tell everyone what Toby, or Tobias, I called him Toby. Yeah, that's <laughs> his name on uh, Messenger, so okay. fair enough. Okay, tell us how Toby... Um, so, last week we... Uh, did a little challenge and it was up to Sean and I to, uh, I guess campaign for our assigned witch on who would be better at causing tons of chaos. Yeah. So just to recap, this is which, which the game that we thought of to get to know our fans a little bit more along with the challenge. Cause Rob's very competitive, very competitive. (laughs) (laughs) So what we randomly spun was Piper versus Ursula, who would cause more chaos. I was assigned Ursula and I was Piper. Yes. And Toby was our, our judge. Yeah. Just our chosen charmy to, I guess, be the judge of this round. So he gave me the answer and I asked him four questions so we can get to know him. Okay. So he says, so Ursula versus Piper in a straight up fight, Piper would win. However, who would cause more chaos? Sean was at a disadvantage not knowing the full range of Piper's future powers, but even with that in mind, she's a good witch. So I think Ursula would definitely go giant and cause some chaos, maybe flooding and typhoons. Here, here. <laughs> Actually, maybe she's already doing it, and Donald Trump is right. Global warming is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> I do think if Piper was evil, she could do more damage because she would cast spells and use all her powers, but Ursula for the win. Sorry, Sean. Which is something I don't even know I said. I mean, it was in my head that Piper is naturally good, 
which is why she wouldn't cause as much chaos. I thought I had it in the bag, too, but your argument was actually really good. Well, and I was stretching, though, too, because Ursula can leave the ocean, but I was trying to use anything I could. And here's the thing. I didn't have another 30 seconds to, like, rebuttal, because when you said that, I wanted to interrupt you so bad, and I was like, this bitch can go off water. That's messed up. I just knew you had the advantage, so I I did everything I could. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so I also asked him, who is his favorite sister? Whoa, wait. Oh. Let's bask in the Sorry. fact that I won. No, we can move on. <laughs> I won, I won, I won, I won. <laughs> okay, go ahead. His favorite sister is Piper because she gives zero fucks and will do anything to protect those she loves. She has cool powers, and just like Holly, Piper is body confident, which makes her very sexy. Awesome. I mm-hmm. love that. Okay. I asked him his favorite episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. He said I should be careful in the future because not everybody's going to not spoil stuff like Well, he did. I had no idea that you were going to ask him that. Otherwise, I would have had him send me the answers. I'll have them send it to you. Okay. Okay. Go on. What do you say? My favorite episode is probably the finale of season three and the double episode that opens season four. Oh. Obviously, I won't go into plot details, but I think the acting is great and we see a really interesting storyline handled. Okay, good for him. I'm glad he recognized that you have not seen it yet. So, yep. Okay. I asked him how his charmed affected his life. He said, Charmed was a big part of my life growing up. Me and my sister grew up watching Charmed. <laughs> I know, it's, yeah. Buffy and Angel, and we both love witches, so Charmed always holds a place in our hearts. And the very last thing, I asked him how he found our show. Oh, okay. I started listening to some Buffy podcasts, and then Spotify recommended Brunch with the Hollowells to me, and it is now my number one podcast. I always enjoy the SNR, the Sean and Rob banter, unique queer perspective, and it's great hearing how Sean felt each time he lost his charmed virginity. Thanks for including me, guys, and keep up the good work. Your number one fanboy, Tobias Burney. <laughs> nice. I love that. Thank you, Tobias, for that and for voting for me. You are always my favorite. <laughs> I trust in you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, so I- I'm sure we will play this game again, and we'll reach out to one of you Charmies to be the judge and get to know you a little bit better. This is a great idea, Sean. Thank you again, Tobias, for answering our questions. 15 minutes in. Okay, I'm sure you guys have been waiting for our recap. (laughs) So let's get to our episode. By the way, I completely forgot. Season four, the first two episodes, is a two-hour premiere. So that would be a great example to do a double feature and then just skip a week. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a little bit. I think somewhere in December, I'm sure we'll hit it. Okay. But, um, yeah, that's a two-parter. Season 3, Episode 10, We All Scream for Ice Cream. (laughs) This original air date was January 18, 2001, written by Chris Levinson and Zach Estrin, directed by Alan Croker. Uh, We have some special guests, James Reed as Victor Bennett, new to the show. We have Paul Wittenberg as Caleb, with Robert Clendenin as the Ice Cream Man, and uh, Bobby Edner as our lead children, child, Ari. 
uh, co-starring uh, Erica Mare as Freckles, because she never got a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soren Fulton as Jersey, because he never got a name. And um, Alexa Nicholas as Little Girl. With this episode, it scored 5.4 million viewers. Okay. Do you want me to go? Sure. Phoebe and Piper notice a cute guy checking out Piper. Prue has a tune stuck in her head and asks Piper and Phoebe if they recognize it. They don't. And Justin, the uh, gentleman from the previous episode, has asked the sisters to come to a barbecue. Meanwhile, an ice cream truck uh, trawls the streets, playing that same tune. An odd sight at night, by the way, which I thought was super creepy. If I ever see an ice cream truck at night, immediately calling the cops. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. especially playing music, too. There's something wrong. There is something very wrong. But what was also wrong is that there was a boy at night by himself who was available to approach the truck at night. Like, and this was the city, right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't in no neighborhood. Nope. What the deuce? But um, you didn't say anything about this boy being out in the <laughs> at night. He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> so the boy walks up, and a man in the truck offers him some ice cream. So creepy. Uh, a strong wind pulls the boy into the truck. Uh, cue credits. And then we have Prue, who is who sleeps uh, fitfully and dreams of herself as a child in a snow-covered playground. She screams for help, and her father rescues her just as the alarm clock sounds. Phoebe is at her laptop and gets an instant message from an old friend, quote-unquote, but is unwilling to share with Prue. Piper reports that a longtime friend saw their father in the Bay Tech building and wants to ask um, after him. She asks Prue to go along, but Prue has a photo shoot on Knob Hill. Prue is riding in an elevator when she hears a little girl singing the same tune that's been stuck in her head. The elevator stops, but Prue can't get out in time to ask the girl about the tune. So Piper asks her, uh, asks after her father at the Bay Tech building, but he is not there, and she thinks she sees him and approaches a guy, but is mistaken. So there's a lot to uncover on this one. You said that you recognize the gentleman in the ice cream truck, right? I thought so, but it wasn't him. Okay, okay. He looked like one of the minions from Batman Returns, one of Penguin's gang. Mm Mm-hmm. And also in your game, um, the until dawn, until dawn. Yes. But it, yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't him. So the, he, he's a, a real big character actor. The man is, is in everything. Um, one thing that I remember right away was that he played this neighbor on Cougar town with Courtney Cox. And there was, it was about a group of friends who always just did shenanigans together and uh, he was this neighbor who really wanted to be a part of the group, but they would never let him <laughs> in. And then it would just be this run on joke of him trying to do something to impress them so he can be included. And they would all just shoo him away. It, was, it was so it, it's funny. But he, here's the thing. He is a part of the group. They just don't let him know that he's a part of the group, even though he is. It's, <laughs> it's funny. But uh, yeah. So what did you think of? Piper. So she says that um, she comments on Caleb 
being very creepy and like, you know, we have to watch out for him because uh, Phoebe made a comment that he looks innocent. And Piper says, well, it's the innocent ones you have to look out for. Do you think she's correct in that? I think everybody is like their own level of like pervertedness. Mm -hmm. I think with the innocent looking ones, you just don't expect it as much. So it comes as more of a shock. So I will agree with that. I would say the quiet ones are ones you need to look out for, but the innocent ones, it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you happen to remember a song off the top of your head that got stuck in your head lately? Yes, because it was stuck in my head this morning and I hadn't even heard it yet today. But I, th- I heard it yesterday, but it's out right now. It's the one, um, Oh, She's Sweet But a Psycho. Okay. It always gets stuck in my head, and for long periods of time. <laughs> Do you know that song? No. Oh, you'd know it if you heard it. I'm sure I would. Okay. Yeah, just by the name, I don't. Um, the last song that got stuck in my head was the Golden Girls theme. Oh, my God. And I'm really not trying to be gay here. I honestly, it was... You don't have to try. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, it... It, uh, I think when I had Hulu on, I fell asleep and then I woke up and I think Golden Girls was playing. And so it would just keep playing an episode <laughs> after episode. And, um, no, it wasn't the Golden Girls theme. My bad. No, it was a Steven Universe theme song. Oh. Yes. And Steven! Yeah. <laughs> Are the Crystal Gems mm-hmm. here to say the this day? This has good music love steven universe music so much but yes i was watching steven universe and going to sleep and then this you know the show just keeps repeating and yeah so the theme song was playing so i was singing that all day last week (laughs) so i was not about phoebe's look in this first part what she'll be a gypsy what is wrong with being a gypsy everything you're funny okay so you didn't like her look one time when i was a trainer um i said like oh and that guy got gypped and this girl came up to me afterwards she's like that's really offensive towards gypsies it is (laughs) it is is it yeah it's really yeah that's a thing you can't say that (laughs) whatever i love this too so big brother that um that competition show they play Mm -hmm. in summer so the host julie chen she's interviewing the latest guy who gets um evicted and he's known as the racist because there's always one in each season Mm -hmm. and so she uses her whole entire interview to point out all the racist stuff that he said throughout the season which were heavy Heavy, heavy, heavy. And he had an excuse for all of them. But then she goes, well, don't go away. We're not going to jip you from blah, 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 blah. You're going to the jury house. And I was like, really, Julie? You just just chastise him for the for the whole racist thing. And then you say that? I was like, that's not a way to end the interview. You're not <laughs> It's not a cute look. But she said it, and I guess she may not know either. Okay. But that is a thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Prue and Phoebe hear a girl humming the tune stuck in Prue's head. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read. (laughs) The girl points to the ice cream truck as it passes. The girl runs toward the truck. Prue gets suspicious since it's the middle of winter. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Okay, why shenanigans? Because I've seen some of the longest lines ever, even when it's cold. Like, I've seen it when it's raining, even. So, I don't think it's weird that she wanted ice cream when it's cold. What is wrong with getting ice cream in the winter? I am known to get ice cream in the winter. I don't care how cold it is outside. Mm -hmm. The cold puts me in the mood for more coldness. Therefore, (laughs) ice cream. 
I get ice cream when it's cold. <laughs> I hate you so much. It doesn't make sense. I hate you. But it makes sense to me. No, I just I the cold does not stop me from ice cream. Yeah. If I if I if I am, you know, craving it, I'm going to get it. If Californians can walk around in the winter with a sweatshirt and shorts and sandals, we can get ice cream in the cold. <laughs> exactly. All right. Shenanigans over. <laughs> She and Phoebe run after the girl and find her being drawn into the truck. They try to rescue her, but are pulled in with her instead. I call this the Lion, the Witch, and the Ice Cream Truck. I call this Jumanji. I call this the Lion, the Witch, and the Ice Cream Truck. I call this <laughs> Nightmare 5 Dream Child when Home oh. Dude got sucked in the comic book. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Snap. <laughs> the two find themselves in the snow-covered playground of Prue's Dream. The ice cream man asks who they are, but then flees. A boy, Ari, once warns the sisters about the nothing. That totally reminded me of, Night, of Never, Never Ending Story. Story. Yeah. And warns them to get away before they get pulled in. He leads them to a hiding place. The girl runs out, but then the nothing takes her. Piper notices that Prue and Phoebe are missing. A young man enters P3 and introduces himself as Caleb. And Piper has to reject him clumsily. Ari tells Prue and Piper that he and others pulled into the truck have been on the run from the nothing. Phoebe has a vision of Prue's experience in the ice cream truck. She had been in the same playground and rescued by their father, who they recognized even though he was played by a different actor. <laughs> Shenanigans! <laughs> Shenanigans! <laughs> Piper calls for Leo, but he can't sense Prue and Phoebe. Okay, so I don't know if you noticed this, Sean. Um, when they approach the girl um, who heard the tune and before she runs to the truck, she, you know, Prue's like, hey, where'd you hear that? And then she turns to her and gives the most sinister smile I've ever seen on a child. Did you notice this? A little bit. Oh, my God. Like, if this wasn't clue number one. Clue number two was that she was covering the mouth of the fountain as if she was oh, trying to, yeah. like, drown the thing. I don't know what that was, but it just seemed so creepy. I already didn't like this girl. Yeah, She's, I noticed that one. That one was really weird to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also um, like the uh, the tent of the uh, playground. Just how it's all like super blue. Oh, yeah. Just over. I really like the look of that, and I do like the playground. The playground's um, pretty creepy. So at this point, Sean, I asked you about the plot <laughs> because you thought the ice cream man was going to take over the charm ones. But now we're dealing with kids getting snatched up and getting sucked into ice cream trucks. What, were, what was your thoughts on the plot we were dealing with this week? Um, I still thought the ice cream man was evil. So I thought he was like using the energy from the kids or something. You know, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um I also uh wanted to say that you did point out the different actor right away. So did you even know like so when you saw the vision I think you were like ooh hoo, hoo, new person who's this saving her but you didn't know it was the dad because well, it didn't look like him. I recognized the little girl who's played Prue before. Yes. So I knew it was Prue and I figured it was going to be Victor since they were talking about him. Uh-huh. But yeah, I knew he was a different actor right away because the original actor is more like, like, what's the word? Like, he looked like a jock. Yeah, and he was more like 
sleazy, I guess. Like, yeah. he had, like, the whole little pompadour-ish hair, and he just looked like someone who would, like, steal from you. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy looked more like a Holmesy type dad. We like James Reed. James Reed is our new um, Father Hollowell. We love him. We love him so much. Okay. Um, I'll ask you about him a little later, but... Um, um, Piper is very, very concerned over the fact that, you know, Prudin check in from her shoot and she can't reach Phoebe. I know that they're the charm one, so it's easy to be worried. But how long do you think it'll take you to get worried when like someone, you know, isn't getting back to you? Like, I barely talked to you throughout the week. Like, you're not going to be worried that something happened to me if you text me and I didn't respond like for a day. Like, oh. What's your point of worry, or are we sort of in our bubble that we don't really go there? And I do that to you all the time where you text me and I don't get back to you for like a day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't worry right away. I would start worrying if it's been multiple days and I still haven't heard from you or whoever. Okay. And especially if like it's a recording night and I don't hear from Rob. I know. Something's wrong. Right. (laughs) I don't mess around with my recording day. No. Good call. So Caleb, uh, you mentioned was a little familiar, but I don't think you've seen him in anything. No, I've kind of seen, um, I see in your notes, I've kind of seen Quantum Leap, but he looked like another actor to me. Like, I feel like I've seen someone who looks a lot like him in, like, 80s type teen movies. Yeah, no, of yeah. course. Fair enough. So, yeah, as mentioned by Sean, he was in Quantum Leap. Um, he also did Blossom, who also has Fiona Hughes' mother, Hollowell. Oh. And uh, Touched by an Angel. Um, these are all, you know, CBS network shows. Where did so, the angel touch? <laughs> but yeah, it made sense for somebody like him to be in an Aaron Spelling show. Uh, he was also in Time of Your Life starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. This, I believe, was the spinoff to Party of Five of her character. Oh. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-mm. I actually watched that show and it had Jennifer Garner in it. Wow. Yeah, I believe this was before Alias. And yeah, so yeah, it it lasted only one season, probably not even a full season. She tried it. She really tried. I like the show. Speaking Um, of Love Hewitt, you know, I just saw in Friends, Cardi Prince Jr. Oh, fun. I forgot he was in that. His head was all shaved and he looked good. Duh. He played an oversensitive um, nanny. (laughs) oh yes and ross was all like perturbed by him because like a man should not be a nanny (laughs) that that particular scene was used in this article to show that friends is a piece of shit show because he was such a like douche in that like oh my god like i watched that clip on youtube and i was like wow ross is a horrible human being and (laughs) and that is like a huge example of that Mm -hmm. yeah he was just like no dude like didn't he call him gay or something in that or i think or just very something like that oh yeah not a good look but yeah no i do remember him from that i forgot he was in that (laughs) prue and phoebe gather Ari and two other surviving children, a girl with freckles and another boy with, I guess, a jersey. Uh, The ice cream man skulks nearby and the sisters try to follow him. He runs off into the woods and Phoebe sees a portal on top of a slide. 
leading out to the street. So Prue and Phoebe lead the children through the portal as the ice cream man urges them not to and then escapes themselves. So you had a little bit of a revelation with this particular scene. What what drove you to like think differently about what was going on? So it just seemed weird that like the they were getting the kids out so easily. Okay. Like the exit was right there and the the ice cream man just seemed to be cowering so much. Okay. So that's when I called out like, oh, he's protecting something. <laughs> okay. But you didn't know protecting from what? Right. Like I knew I guess I didn't really know the kids were going to turn out to be evil. Gotcha. I just thought that I knew that the ice cream man was good for some reason. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And so the ice cream man tries to follow, tries to pull Ari back into the truck. However, Ari grabs the ice cream man, man's wrists and burns them severely before shoving him back into the truck. So realizing that Ari is a demon, Prue and Phoebe are very horrified. They want to get Freckles and Jersey away from Ari, but Ari tells them that they won't listen to them. And the three children thank the sisters and run off laughing. If that's not the most evil thing in the world is having little kids laugh. Like, that's not a joyful tone. No. <laughs> it's not. Anytime I hear kids laughing, something's going on. And these kids were little shits. They were little <laughs> <laughs> we're little shit but um yeah they kind of fucked up but it made sense right for them to naturally think that children were the ones that needed to be saved oh yeah yeah so but um yeah they picked the right sort of tone i guess to make this dude look super creepy and you know it was just the way that he was like you want some ice cream i was like yeah. jesus so so is he going around at night just finding kids who are demons? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that explains why they would have been out at night. Exactly. Yeah, But you didn't catch on that. That's why I was like, so do you remember there was um, this scene in Men in Black, the very first movie, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, doing the whole target practice thing. And he's supposed to shoot all of the adversaries, all the bad stuff and he's in training so everybody is shooting all the aliens or whatever he only takes one shot and he shoots a little girl in the middle of the chaos oh yeah and he was like that girl with no parents holding quantum physics books at night <laughs> she is up to no good and he killed that little girl yeah and i remember he he went through every character and was like this is why <laughs> yep exactly so i mean it's funny you didn't like <laughs> pick up on the fact that this little kid's at night that's why i asked you about homegirl with the fairies i was like i don't trust that girl all right yeah <laughs> piper is very worried about prue and phoebe and calls for leo he can't sense them but reassures her that they're okay just then prue and phoebe come in Phoebe tells them that they thought they were rescuing innocent children, but they were really demons, and the ice cream man was the real innocent. They consult the Book of Shadows. The ice cream man turns out to be a mortal who catches demon children with his ice cream truck. The truck plays a song called The Devil's Chord, which attracts the children to the truck where they are sucked in. Prue realizes this was the same tune she'd had stuck in her head earlier. The nothing can then vanquish them, but it does not distinguish good from evil. They need a mortal to open the truck so they can somehow save the ice cream man. Prue tells of Phoebe's vision. Phoebe confesses that Victor has been in town for three months. The instant message from an old friend was from him. Another lie. I mean, this woman is so good at keeping secrets, apparently, but then isn't good at keeping secrets. Yeah. 
And yeah, in the first season, Phoebe is the last person you want to tell a secret, but she's been very good at keeping shit to herself. Um, what do you think of her lie in this one? Eh, not a battle to fight, or was it really like heinous for her to do that? <laughs> you said anus. Heinous. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a battle to fight, because like that's her dad, and she didn't know him as well as the other sisters, so mm-hmm. it stands to reason she'd want to keep in contact. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. <clears throat> they looked very surprised to see that something like the ice cream truck is in the Book of Shadows. Do you think by year three, they would have at least passed through the page of the ice cream truck? Or maybe at all, remember not memorized, but at least looked at everything from the book in their third year as witches? Or is that book too big for them not to catch something like the ice cream truck? Right, and it stands to reason that they would have seen it. Because like, I feel like, I've, I know I've said this, I feel like Phoebe and I are very similar, mm-hmm. and if I got that book, I would have sat and read through it back to front. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not really good with memory as far as that. I know that sometimes visually I can picture stuff, but like names and stuff, I'm horrible. But I would seriously be on that book 24-7 learning my shit. Yeah. I, if anything, it would just be fun to do. And I'm just surprised that something like the ice cream truck didn't stand out to them. I'm going to say all the stuff that was in there. Since it's a magic book, I'm going to say that like they can't always find everything. Like it brings stuff to the surface. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> go with that. <laughs> so Jersey stands over a charred corpse. Ari walks up with Freckles and asks what was going on. Jersey tells them that the corpse is an ice cream man and that he just burned him alive. Freckles is excited, but Ari is furious. Ari wants to kill just as much as they do, but doesn't want to keep um, indiscriminately killing ice cream men in order to get to the truck that they want. However, he's willing to kill the sisters in order to get to him. So Freckles blows on her hand in the direction of the corpse and it disappears. Phoebe gets in touch with Victor and arranges for them to all meet at P3. While the sisters are waiting for him, Caleb arrives again and Piper tries to make him go away. Just then Leo comes in behind him and Piper begs for help and Leo tells Caleb that he has a phone call and they both leave. So Victor enters and the sisters ask about the playground. Uh, Victor doesn't cooperate at first but then tells of his experience. I really, really enjoyed this scene because we got some really good backstory as to why he's been estranged this whole time. Mm -hmm. And so Victor was saying, uh, was staying home with Prue uh, when she um, had a cold. And then Prue had come down and heard the ice cream truck and she saw a boy pulled into the truck and gone after her. Or gone after him, excuse me. It's funny that Prue even had these hero instincts as a kid. Like, naturally, that's what she would do is go after this child and try and save him. Um, He enters the truck and rescues Prue. And then Grams was very furious with him. And that was when Victor left for good. So Grams is basically saying, you don't have any powers. You don't have what it takes to protect these girls. You're not needed here. Go away. Mm -hmm. And... I think the biggest the biggest thing was the fact that they disagreed on um, if they should have their powers or not. 
And I remember we discussed this. We said we said that we shouldn't shield them. We shouldn't bind their powers. We should let them grow up with them, right? Um, so the dad was like, no, we shouldn't. I don't know if the solution is to kick them out and make them go away, but what do you think of this revelation that the dad really didn't have much of a say? Or do you still think that he should still be sort of hated on for just leaving them like that? No, I think um, they were smart in their treatment of the dad in this episode for a few reasons because they do make us like him more. And I think a big part of it, though, is the actor because they definitely got like a much softer actor to play him. Softer is a great word to describe him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I agree. So, no, I like that. It does show that he does care about the girls and he left with a good reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I I would say like the only thing... I understand this is a one-off episode with, like, a one-off monster, but they, like, really give us a lot that's like, oh, yeah, and all this has been happening. Like, Phoebe's been writing to Victor. Like, Prue forgot that she had all these things happen to her when she was young, so we just have to accept that everything's come back in this episode. Oh, I know. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, what timing for Prue to have her dream. I want to say that the song maybe triggered the dream for her again, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, everything fell into place. You know, the dad's in town, all that, but then, you know, you got to give it to the powers that be to make everything you know yeah nothing's a coincidence i guess you know in the world of magic but i, I see what you're saying it could have been kind of cool if they like were able to have her write to her dad in earlier episodes and then like we get the reveal here but just more continuity yeah. i mean i know i i love that you you really yearn for that continuity <laughs> stuff just have things build up you know just maybe have phoebe just at a computer writing old friend who could it be you mm-hmm. know and then we find out you know i get it i get it uh so speaking of ice cream trucks, oh, do no. you happen to have a favorite that you always ask for when you went to the ice cream truck? Ooh. You know what I love and I still get them to this day and they're like a treat is those little like cookie ice creams where it's two cookies with the ice cream in the middle. Okay. Those are delicious. Are you talking about ice cream sandwiches or are we thinking of something else? Yeah, an ice cream sandwich, but with <laughs> okay. a cookie on both sides. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. And I was like, I'm very well, I, I wouldn't say this is bland, but maybe it is. I just like the 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 creamsicles, the orange with the cream filling or the vanilla in the middle. Enough about your sex life. What do you like from ice cream? Whatever. <laughs> No, I like orange creamsicles a lot. I got those so much. And then if it wasn't those, it was the patriotic. Oh, yeah. You know, um, popsicle or whatever, which was a very phallic and very like <laughs> telling. Anything. It was a very telling thing about what it is I'll be doing when I grow up. I do like any ice cream that has that cream filled. Those are so good. They're so amazing. I love that. Raspberry, I think, is my favorite I've had um, with the cream filling in it. Oh, so good. So good. But yeah, those were the two go-tos that I went for with the ice cream truck. I could just suck for hours. <laughs> made your tongue all red and then white and then <laughs> You blue. were doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Hollowells go looking for the truck, but find it missing. Just then, they hear laughing behind them. The demon children sneak up behind them. Freckles blows the Hollowells into some trash. I love her power. I know. I think it was kind of deadly, I think, for all of them to go back after one blow. I thought that was cool. This was some X-Men shit going on here. It was very (laughs) X-Men-y. Yeah, I got it. 
The demon children run off, much to the Hollowell's surprise. Piper and Phoebe go after the demon children, while Victor and Prue break into the impound lot. After Prue makes one final attempt to pop open the door, Victor opens the truck, and he and Prue enter. They try to rescue the ice cream man. He tells them that he knew all along that Prue, Piper, and Phoebe were the charmed ones. The elders had alerted him when Prue and Phoebe accidentally got pulled in. He has no hard feelings. Anyone would think that children were automatically innocents. He gives Prue a part that he removed from the truck. It plays the devil's chord. As the nothing approaches, the ice cream man sacrifices himself so Prue and Victor can escape. Piper and Phoebe spy on the demon children. So many good people in this world, man. Yeah. I mean, can you believe... Like, he really selflessly just gave his life away. But, I mean, as we later learn, it was for a reason. But at the same time, it's like, damn. It was just so easy for him to just be like, nope, you gotta, you know, you go, I'll stay, and it'll suck me up. So, I'm mad at Leo again. Uh-oh. What did Leo do? Well, okay, so the elders knew where the sisters were. You'd think they would have told Leo. They probably did, and he never wants to, like, hey, pipes. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> your sisters that you're worried about are trapped in an ice cream truck. I mean, how much did he really know? Because remember, he did try and summon them or sense them, and he couldn't. And he did yeah. have a worried look on his face. Maybe he found out later. Probably. But then didn't know that they were. No, he knew about the ice cream truck and its old mission. I don't know. But I see what you were saying, though. You would think the elders would tell the <laughs> husband of the sister where her sisters are. They just can't interfere. I don't know. We never said that we were fans of the elders. I'm just telling you that right now. Right. Yeah, we're not really big fans. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I think you kind of mentioned this a little earlier, but I had in my notes I wanted to ask you, what do you think of our new dad? I like him. Yeah. I think... I think I like him more than the other actors so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, I only seen him in one episode. Of but course, I know it was a while ago. Yeah, he's easier to, I think, have a connection to. So if he's going to turn out, or if he was to be bad, I think I'd be more betrayed by him than the other actor. Okay, no, fair <laughs> enough. And well, I mean, I think he just acts better. Yeah. He's just a better actor, in my opinion. So, yeah. So they overhear Ari telling Jersey and Freckles that they can destroy the truck so they can't be captured again. This explains why they didn't want to fight the sisters at first. And so Piper isn't concerned. It's three against three. Just then, three more demon children show up. Piper and Phoebe head to the impound lot, not knowing the demon children followed them. While Piper and Phoebe are waiting for Prue and Victor, they hear the demon children's laughter. A demon child throws an object at Piper, which in real world would have like put a hole in her head and she would be gone. Like, I, I don't know how she survived that. I think a wrench or something was thrown at her. Ooh. And so this knocks her out. And then meanwhile, inside the truck, Victor and Prue climb towards the exit. The nothing tries to take Prue, but Victor grabs hold of her. And this is where we see Prue finally admitting not only does she need help, from someone else, but she calls out daddy instead of Victor. Uh, do you say dad or daddy? <laughs> Who am I saying it to? <laughs> Dude, I know, right? <laughs> Touche. Um, no, to your actual father. I would never call him daddy. That would seem weird. 
<laughs> I know. And I wonder if there's like a certain age where you're not supposed to say it anymore. But I said mommy longer than I did daddy, to be honest. Okay. Even though I was, you know, still young, but I said mommy a lot longer. So <laughs> I used to watch this cartoon in anime called Sorcerer Hunters, and there's a character in it, and I started calling my mom by that character's name, and she hates it, but I call it to her to this day. I call her Big Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mama. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but Big Mama in the cartoon is this beautiful lady who's like super thin and yeah. you know it makes sense for that. But that's there's funny. Big Mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, no, I don't do the whole daddy thing to my actual dad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> the demon children surround Phoebe. One of them jumps on Phoebe's back, but Phoebe throws him over her shoulder and into freckles. Freckles recovers and blows Phoebe into the wall. Just then, Prue and Victor come out of the truck, and Prue sends the demon children flying in all directions. Freckles gets up and is about to blow Prue off her feet, but Prue gives her a timeout by swatting her into the fence. That's right, you need a timeout. I love that. I love this scene because, like, they're fighting children, but you can also tell, I think, that they wanted to care for the children, so, like, they move slow through the air. Prue isn't giving her full potential to these yeah. kids, for sure. <laughs> I would have fucked these kids <laughs> up. I would have fucked them up. Fuck these kids. I was like, get them. Yeah. I would have raised them, cracked a neck. I would have done something. They're demons. Holy shit. Well, I'm, I I'm mean, never going to let you babysit. <laughs> uh, who do you think would win in a fight? These kids or like Village of the Damned kids? These kids? Yeah. Village of the Damned like didn't have powers. They're just creepy. <laughs> no, they had all that mind control stuff. Oh, they, they did. You're right. Yeah, when they made them like do stuff. Like, yeah. put a hand in boiling water. That mm-hmm. shit was horrible. Ugh, I think I bro. watched, like, three of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey throws fire at Prue and Phoebe, forcing them behind a car. Victor is trying to figure out where the part goes when Ari creeps up behind him. He starts using his burning power on Victor, but Prue sends him flying. Leave my daddy alone! Yeah. <laughs> Victor reinstalls the part. This is Sarah. This is Sarah. He's over me. <laughs> Get it off me. Ah! I got you started. I know. I didn't even say brother. I said daddy. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I knew where it was from. I had to keep going. <laughs> now you must suffer the consequences. Time for the burning rain of death. <laughs> he makes fire out of his end. <laughs> The burning rain of death. It's the burning rain. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they got so creeped out from that little flame. God, I love that movie so much. It's that time of the year. It is. I haven't watched it yet. Are we going to the theater to watch that? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I need to go. I need to see. I Yeah, it should be in for the rest of the month, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I gotta go. Okay, go okay. on. The demon children, as if in a trance, walk toward the truck and are sucked in. As Piper comes to, Leo enters with Caleb. Caleb turns out to be the new ice cream man. Victor is now reconciled with his daughters. He has a job interview, and if he gets the job, he'll be based in San Francisco. Hint, hint. Um, So the whole revelation with Caleb, did you sense at all that he was involved or that he knew he was like he knew the charm ones and or did you just think he was just a creepy dude? 
I don't know what I thought about Caleb. You just, yeah, you just kind of let it be, huh? Yeah, I mean, I didn't sense that he was going to be like a supernatural type deal, but I I knew that he wasn't going to be just hitting on Piper the whole time, that there's something more, but I didn't know what. Yeah. You wonder how people like Caleb and the former Ice Cream Man were recruited. Like, they're not dead. They're mortal. So I don't know if they just, I don't know, like, do they get paid? They're clearly not immortal you know they're not given you know like a longer lifespan you like you wonder why they do it but why was he there while the ice cream man was still alive well because as fate would have it he knew that he was going to replace him okay like it was kind of one of those things like okay it looks like the ice cream man's about to expire let's Mm. you know call on the other one i just wonder what they get out of it it's like a very selfless like devotion for the rest of their lives it's like men in black ice cream they can eat right (laughs) but i mean it's like men in black it's like their whole entire like life is a race and this is their only thing i guess i I don't know what they get out of it maybe just like you'll get into heaven if you do it i was gonna say they probably get some sort of like you get the the businessman suite in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and then Piper looks like an idiot and a little bit of a, you know, <laughs> like, ooh, a man's looking at me. It must be about me because I'm so hot. See, she's she's still high off that bar dancing she did. Yeah. Now every man just wants her all of a sudden. She was kind of bitchy towards him. <laughs> I, I mean, there comes a point where, you know, you you obviously are given a hint and, like, you're telling, like, I'm not interested, but did he ever say he was? No. I mean, it the innuendos were there. Yeah, ha, ha. But he never said he was interested. It was just implied. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. And so you actually know. Yeah, but she took it upon herself. Like, well, of course he's into me. Well, <laughs> and you can still, like, have a conversation with someone while, like, what's the word? Rebuking them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel like she did that. She just automatically was like, leave me alone, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that does it for episode 10. What did you think of We All Scream for Ice Cream? I thought this one was fun. I don't know if it was worth the wait, though. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, this is a very Demon of the Week episode. We we do gather a lot of information mm-hmm. from it, but... um. You know, am I just waiting and waiting to see them fight some little kids? See, that's the thing. I should start <laughs> showing you the ads for this after we oh, watched yeah. it just to see if it would change your mind the way that the trailers cut. But I mean, yeah, this they definitely made it like a fun episode. From the way you got excited about Victor and saying that he's our new daddy, I'm guessing this episode was to set up him coming into the show as a regular. Yeah, true mm. enough. Yeah. All right, so um, I have some notes about this episode. Uh, As mentioned before, the first appearance of... uh, This is the first appearance uh, in season one, and thank you for not morphing. Uh, It was played by Anthony Dennison, so now we have a new dad played by James Reed. Uh, The same shot that was used in Out of Sight. So Out of Sight was the invisible demon. Um where Piper froze the truck from hitting a baby carriage that rolls into the street was used when Prue walks outside in, in in the first part of the episode after the opening credits. So that particular scene was also used in the opening credits as Piper's second power clip. It, it's just, yeah, something that was in this episode, yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
It's also funny that Victor seems to have some knowledge of the supernatural, but by this episode and sometimes future episodes, Victor does not show any knowledge of supernatural beyond what he learns while spending time with his family. So it's a little bit of a continuity issue. We don't know how much he knows or what he does, but um, yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, And then, as you said earlier, Sean, Emily Thompson is the only actress to reprise her role as the child form of one of the Hollowell sisters. She previously appeared in season one uh, episode, uh, that 70s episode, and also in season two, um, P3H2O. Hmm. Uh, The title is a reference to the 1927 song Ice Cream by Howard Johnson. And uh, in the beginning, Phoebe says that she has the Facts of Life song stuck in her head. <laughs> in the French audio track, she, she says that she has the opening credits music for the sitcom Madame Est Servie, which basically means who's the boss in English, stuck in her head. Alyssa Milano was in Who's the Boss. Oh. <laughs> so a little Easter egg for anyone who knows French. And yeah, that'll do it for my notes. All right, Sean. We've gone through episode 10. Now it's time to talk about the men of episode 10. It's time for Hot Man Mita. <laughs> All right, we have three contestants this week. We have Father Hollowell, James Reed. Does this softer, lovable father make your top ten? You know, he's got the gray streaks going on. and it's, Well, not streaks. I think he just has gray hair. Stop trying to make daddy happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You didn't like James Reed? No, not my type. Not your type. Okay. I think he is a very handsome elderly man, but he does not break my top 10 either. I mean, we only get 10, but I do I do think he's pretty handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Caleb, by, played by Paul Wittenberg, our very innocent-looking ice cream man? All right, so yes, Rob, he does make my list. Caleb makes your list. Where does he go? Unfortunately, he goes above Vinceris once again, making Vinceris homeless. Oh, <laughs> Vinceris is gone. All right. So that means that Caleb is your number 10. Oh, wait. No, what? he goes higher. He goes higher than that. He goes above assistant demon number two. Okay. Yeah, just below Cole. All right, so that means he's your number nine. Mm. Leaving Keith Allen as assistant demon number two is your number ten. All right. Um, You know, no, no. See, that assistant demon number one was pretty cute. I, no. No? I'm not going to put Caleb on my list. I think Caleb's adorable. He's very adorable, but not doing it. Okay. Not doing it for me. Not not over Billy Ray. <laughs> Galian. Uh, so I'm going to leave my list intact. Uh, we have one other person, though. Our original ice cream man, Robert Clendenin. No. No? Yeah, he doesn't make mine either. Mm-mm. He's a very funny guy, but no. Nope. Yeah. I'm good. 
<laughs> All right, that does it for our hot man meter. Did any of you guys add any of these men to your list? Make sure to update them because at the end of the season, I'm going to ask for your top 10 list and put together one big charmy top 10 hot man meter for season three. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. All right, Sean, MVP sister, who was the best dress, who had the best lines, who had the overall scene stealers? Who is, is your MVP? This is a hard one. This was a hard one. I would say it's definitely not Piper. Yeah, Piper was barely in this episode. And she was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Holly Marie. I didn't like you in this episode. You're mean. <laughs> um, so definitely Phoebe or Prue. I don't know. Neither one of them like super stuck out. So I'll just say Phoebe. Well, you didn't like Phoebe's look in the beginning, so it should go to Prue. <laughs> but if you want Phoebe, that's I'll go to Prue because she was having the dream, so it was a little bit more about her. I um, I am giving it to Prue, if only for the timeout line. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, she did have the better fight. Yes, moments. she did. Yes, she did. Yeah, I thought that was good. But you didn't like her cheesy moment she had with her dad at the end. No. She's like, I'm not saying goodbye, Prue. No, I'm just saying right now. We'll see you later. <laughs> Whatever. Let You're them have their moment. Stupid. <laughs> Horrible. All right. So uh, Prue ends up our MVP sister of this week. Uh, let's see. I think that's it, right? Do we cover everything? We sure did. All right. What about next episode? Next episode. Next on Charmed. <laughs> Blinded by the White Lighter. I think that I have no idea, but I guess I'll say that there is a rogue White Lighter and they have to stop them. Mmm... All right. Interesting. All right. Next week, we'll find out if Sean's um, prediction is true. <laughs> uh, this series is on Netflix. Everyone, if you do not own all of the charm discs in your collection, you can rewatch these episodes as we do, just so you'll have a little bit of reference when we talk about it each week. Feel free to watch it as well as give us any comments on this episode, as well as the episode of Charm that we recapped on Twitter, BWTH Podcast. You can also email us at BWTHpod at gmail.com, which, by the way, Sean, we got a direct message from a new Charmy. This comes from Erin. She writes us directly in our email, Hi, I just found your podcast on iTunes, and I just wanted to drop you a note saying I love your podcast. You are very entertaining. I am currently binging and have made it up to season one, episode four. So by four, we already had her. Damn. And just wanted to say keep up the great work, Aaron. Thank I you. love that. Yeah, I know. I wrote her back and I said thank you for listening and for writing us. You know, she didn't have to. And yeah, it's great when people just kind of find us ram ra randomly and are enjoying the show, especially in our beginning where the sound was a little questionable. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was cool that she wrote us. So yeah, anything you guys have to say, I'm pretty good at giving feedback and responding back to your messages. So yes, definitely um, hit us up on there. And for listening to our episode, Sean, say goodbye to the Charmies. 
Goodbye to the Charmies.